Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hey, I'm Karen, and together with my husband, I spent over a decade researching and learning and building our small farm through lots of trial and error, successes and failures. I went back to school to get my degree in horticulture to help our farm business, and now I want to pass all that knowledge on to you. Because I firmly believe that self-reliance is empowering, and that everyone, whether you've got a five-acre plot in the country, a half-acre lot in suburbia, or a windowless room in a downtown apartment, should just grow something. Hello, my gardening friends, and welcome back to the Just Grow Something podcast. This Focal Point Friday is completely unscripted. There are no notes. There are no ads. This is just you and I having a conversation about gardening as therapy. Now, the reason I bring this up is, honestly, I have had a very rough seven to nine days (laughs) over the last, so last week and week and a half, maybe. Um, and it's not getting any better in the foreseeable future. There have been roller coasters of emotions. There have been really high highs and there have been really low lows. And the one thing that has stayed consistent as being able to go out into my garden and relieve some stress. Now, of course, I have other ways to relieve stress. I'm a runner. I'm also a weightlifter. Uh, I, even though I'm not lifting weights at the moment because I'm doing enough of that lifting 50-pound feed bags with the, uh, the pigs out in the field and you know lifting crates of produce that's coming in out of the market gardens, I am still running. And I did do that this afternoon. I came home from making farm deliveries, and I changed over and went and ran about three miles. But there's something different about relieving stress in the garden. So if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you likely know that my husband and I are market farmers. We have a truck farm, a market farm, and we garden on about four acres of our 40-acre farm. And of course, this is our farm business. And in most instances, when I'm out there doing my weekly work um, and, and on our regular schedule, so whether I'm harvesting or I'm weeding or I'm planting or doing any other type of maintenance um, or bringing in the harvest uh, and preparing it for our customers, you know, that is a task. That is my job. That is what I'm doing. So somebody else goes to work in the morning. Uh, that's what I do. I walk out my front door and I go out into the fields and that's what that's my job. And I'll usually throw my earbuds in and throw on a podcast or throw on some music and just kind of bebop my way through the day doing what I need to do. But when I feel overwhelmed by something or I feel stressed out by something um, or something happens that causes me some distress, I use my gardens in a different way. I can walk out into the kitchen garden or into the home garden that's close by the house and angrily pull weeds um, with no 
earbuds in with no music going, just focusing on that task and pulling those weeds fervently to help to dissipate some of the angry feelings that I might be feeling. And inevitably, it works. I usually feel better and I can go back to doing whatever I was doing. Is it possible that really it's just the mental break, um, getting away from whatever situation was making me upset at the time? Sure. And would going for a quick run, you know, do possibly the same thing? Yeah, absolutely. Is it more convenient for me just to walk out the door and go into the garden and be able to do that right then and there and take those few minutes to do it rather than changing over into something and going on a run and then coming back and having to shower and all that kinds of stuff? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's easier to walk out into the garden. But there, of course, are other ways that gardening is or can be therapy. You know, if I've had a particularly rough day or something has gotten me upset, I can grab a cup of coffee uh, or a cocktail and walk out into the garden and just sit and listen whether it's listening to the sounds of the birds and the insects or the wind or even just, you know, the road traffic, people driving up and down our, our dirt road, our gravel roads, or if it's just the sound of, you know, my own breath, um, I can just sit and listen and be still. No phone or laptop in front of my face, uh, no earbuds in, no nothing, just focusing and maybe sitting and watching you know, what are the insects doing? What are the plants doing? Not necessarily doing anything. Me, just sitting. And that can have a calming effect and help to raise the mood. Now, it's not just me thinking that this is a thing, right? That's not just me going, well, my garden serves as sort of my therapy. I know plenty of gardeners who feel the exact same way, especially those who maybe just started gardening last year and also last year, of course, pandemic, were forced to work from home. And so that was a completely different situation for them. And so they were able to have a garden for the first time because they were able to actually spend time, more time at home, being able to tend that garden. But they also had a whole different set of emotions and frustrations and stresses that came with having to work from home for the first time. For me, I've worked for home from home for decades. Um, when I was medically retired from the Marine Corps, I started working from home. And that, of course, transitioned into you know, running a farm, which is obviously at my home. Um, it's hard sometimes to remember that not everybody is used to that. There's a lot of people who are very used to having their routine of, I'm going to leave the house, I'm going to go to work, I'm going to have, you know, my time there, I'm going to go to lunch, I'm going to come back and I'm going to finish my work day, I'm going to go have drinks with the friends, or I'm going to go out to dinner, and then I'm going to come home, and that is my routine. And that routine was interrupted. And so while that time afforded them the ability to be able to have a garden, it also afforded them a few more frustrations as well. And they found that their garden could be therapy for 
alleviating some of those stressors and some of those pressures. And fortunately, even though many of them are starting to go back to the workforce and actually be on location with their jobs again, they're maintaining their gardens and they are continuing to have that as a, a source of a stress relief. And it's not only, you know, people that I know, um, whether in, you know, real life or, or just on social media, but there is scientific research that backs this up. There are scientific papers and studies and articles, um, many, 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 many of them that uh, talk specifically about gardening for your health and how gardening can influence and benefit your mental health. Now, on 4th of July, we were at some friend's house for a barbecue, and I was talking to my friend Jenny, and she used to work with her sister on a farm in Florida. And Jenny's job was basically to do the research and get the funding for um, different programs where they could work with individuals on gardening um, as a sort of therapeutic um, activity, not just for mental health, but, you know, all the different ways that gardening is good for you physically, the microbes in the soil, um, nutritionally, obviously, you know, and then mentally that went along with it, you know. And I think I may have her on this podcast as a guest just to talk a little bit more in depth about that. But it, you know, it, it really did get me thinking about, you know, how gardening can influence and how it can benefit um, our mental health. And I will link several studies and articles in the show notes so that you'll get an opportunity to see some of this information firsthand. Um, there is um, a Extension Horticulture and Economics Specialist, Charlie Hall. He's a PhD out of Texas A&M. And there was an article that was done in AgriLife Today last year. And, you know, some of the things talked about decreased depression and reduced anxiety and reduced stress. And, you know, gardening and caring for plants and access to green spaces not only providing physical activities for people to do, but also just distracting the mind from things that induce stress. And of course, we, I have been seeing that firsthand here recently. Such to the point that gardening for therapy has become an occupation. Horticultural therapy is um, an actual practice now and I will also, I know I think I've spoken about this in another episode, and I will link to the American Horticultural Therapy Association uh, in the show notes. Uh, but, you know, the the benefits, the therapeutic benefits of, of gardening and garden environments, you know, really has been documented um, way, way, way back, um, you know, 19th century um, even. And, and so that has become an actual... Uh, occupation. There is, uh, like I said, the American Horticultural Therapy Association, and they uh, give certifications for horticultural therapists and try to gain public awareness of what horticultural therapy is. And horticultural therapists, you know, have a foundation of knowledge in not just um, plant science, but also human science. 
And so they sort of combine the two and horticultural therapy is actually now a bachelor's degree um, and a lot of, of colleges. So, you know, the benefits of gardening for your mental state and your mental health are, are proven. And I encourage you, my gardening friends, to take advantage of that. You know, use your garden as a way to clear your headspace. Use your garden not just as something that is nourishing you or nourishing your family um, nutritionally, but also mentally. You know, I know some people, their gardens are, are purely utilitarian. You know, it's like, okay, well, you know, I need to help provide for my family. I need to try to cut down on the grocery bill. So I'm going to grow a vegetable garden. And, you know, it's just one more thing that I have to take care of in my household. And it's one more chore that I have to add to the list. And from the very beginning, it is almost its own stressor. It's almost its own, you know, added inconvenience or chore that they have to do this because it's something that's expected of them. And I really, really, I mean, that makes me sad, especially for someone who enjoys, you know, growing things and gardening as much as I do. It, it makes me sad to see people who see their garden as just another chore on their list of things to have to do. And so if you are one of those people that just sort of views it as a task that needs to be done, I encourage you to maybe, you know, look at it from a different point of view the next time that you're in your garden. Yes, of course, there are tasks that need to be accomplished in order to be successful in the garden. Um, you know, things need to be planted in order for them to grow. They need to be watered. They need to be tended to. But there can be some, you know, therapeutic activities that go right along with that. You can use the weeding as a time for reflection and introspection. It's just a matter of the way that you treat it and the way that you look at it. Rather than looking at it as a chore, look at it as something that you get to do. And yes, sometimes it's difficult when you really don't get any alone time in the garden if you have young children that have to come along with you in order to get anything done. Uh, and so I, I get it. I understand. But if you can sneak away for a few minutes where it's just you and your garden, just you and your plants, and get a few moments to just kind of sit and take it all in, or even if it's first thing in the morning with your cup of coffee, when you go outside and take a look at your garden and you don't do anything, don't touch anything. There's always something that needs to be done in the garden. There's always a weed that needs to be pulled. There's always something that's ready to harvest. There's something that needs to be trellised. Yes, it's a constant. It's just like being in, in your household. There's always something that needs to be done. But I encourage you to just go outside for just a few moments and just sort of take it in. And a lot of the time, you will get a completely different viewpoint of how your garden is doing by just standing there and soaking it all in. One of the other ways that I'm beginning to use my garden more as therapy is by actually sort of decorating it. Now, I know a lot of people already do this, um, and I guess it depends on your viewpoint of your garden and whether or not your garden is close to your home or if it's in a shared space. But for me, you know, the majority of our gardens have just always been utilitarian. It's, it's how we make our living. It's what we do. 
And as I've started to develop the home garden a little bit more and, you know, or our kitchen garden, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, it has slowly started to go from utilitarian to maybe a little bit more whimsical. Uh, the raised beds that my husband built, um, there are some that have some trellises along the backside, and I'm enjoying trying to get things to grow up those trellises. We've done sweet potatoes in those beds. Uh, this year, we're doing cucumbers. I've got lemon cucumbers that are growing up, and it just makes for a really cute display. These are tiered um, raised beds. But you know, I'm also toying with um, decorating those beds and making them um, look like actual beds, like wooden framed beds. Um, if you've not joined our Facebook group, the Just Grow Something Gardening Friends Facebook group, I will link to that in the show notes. I shared um, a picture over in that group of sort of what my inspiration for that design is. And I'm busy collecting limbs and twigs and sticks to be able to make little beds around my strawberry beds. Um, I have little figurines that I'm starting to add here and there. I'm going to put a bistro table out there so I have some place really to sit in the middle of, of the, that garden and actually soak it in and enjoy it. And you can use found objects to decorate your garden you know, rocks, wood, old farm equipment. We've got an old cultivator that sits out in the front of that garden uh, that we, you know, can decorate for the holidays. Um, and that's the type of, you know, thing that we're, we're using for decorating. Um, it's just another way to create a positive mental space within your garden. Um, you know, going outside with bare feet. You know, I mean, it's, it's, I have long been a proponent of being in my bare feet. I unfortunately developed a severe wasp allergy a few years back that actually hospitalized me. And so I'm a bit more wary now about where I walk in my bare feet, but I still go out in the, in the grass, the grassy areas around the raised beds and um, can just sort of walk and slowly feel my feet touching the earth. Um, that's another way to sort of give myself a little bit of therapy. Um, you know, even just taking a blanket out there and flopping down and having sort of a picnic, you know, it's, you're not going anywhere. You don't have to leave the house to go actually take a trip. You can just, you know, throw a picnic blanket down and grab yourself some tea, some coffee, or a cocktail, <laughs> and just enjoy yourself in your garden. There are plenty of ways that we can use our gardens as therapy, and I really hope that um, you are finding a way to do so in your garden space. Um, that's it. I just wanted to connect with you a little bit over that topic this today, um, this episode. It's something that's been on my mind, and I do think that I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into that and uh, invite um, a guest on to talk a little bit about her experiences in that and what she knows and, uh, and, and pull up some more information. Like I said, I'm going to link to some articles um, in the show notes that you can peruse. But in the meantime, I hope that you have an opportunity this weekend to clear your mental space by using your garden as therapy and 
I hope that uh, it, it works well for you. And I will talk to you again next Tuesday for our next Garden Talk Tuesday. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you again soon. You've just listened to another episode of the Just Grow Something podcast. Don't forget to download the episode after you've listened. Rate and review us in your podcast player if that's an option. And follow us on Instagram at Just Grow Something Podcast. All these things help gardeners like you find me and hopefully join the Just Grow Something family. Don't forget to send in those gardening questions through a voice message at the link in the show notes or via email to grow at justgrowsomethingpodcast.com. Until next time, my gardening friends, keep on cultivating that dream garden and I will talk to you again soon.